Welcome to the For the Throne Dynasty Podcast. Starring your defending champion, Randy of House Santarelli, Ryan of House Palmer, Logan of House Meyer, Tyler of House Para, Danny of House Sladke, Jake of House Hollyfield, Andy of House Pollock, Michael of House Sladke, Justin of House St. Peter, Steve of House Ellinger, Garrett of House Sturkin, and Will of House Larson. Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. This is the final episode before Will and I start getting into our team-by-team breakdowns. We did post the schedule both on Sleeper and in the Facebook chat. It was completely randomized. We thought that would be the best way to do it rather than projecting standings or anything like that. We more so just want to look at a team from the overall perspective and go at it from there. Today, what my goal is, and Will unfortunately was unable to join, however, I'm going to be including his rankings and mine, and then our consensus rankings. We're going to talk a little bit about bold takes. But the goal is to go through our projections and just kind of talk about, you know, our reason behind ranking specific people in certain places. The only ones I'm really going to do a deep dive into are the ones that we were on different viewing perspectives about. So maybe I have someone rank significantly higher than he does. And we both included our reasoning for that for most of them. I've been spending the last couple weeks doing stat projections. I have been doing some work with Sleeper. Uh, there's also some other guys that I've been chatting with. And I hopped on this guy, Dynasty Kiwis podcast last week. I've been doing some work to post onto his website that he's been doing and using i went ahead and i took every single team and projected out at quarterback i projected out the top 32 at running back i projected out the top 60 and then at wide receiver i projected out the top 100 tight end i projected out the top 25 kicker i don't do stat projections for that's pretty comical but I just went ahead and I ranked them. I know Will did the same exact thing. And then for IDPs, we also inputted our rankings. No statistical basis for those. I also factored in some recent injuries that have happened to whether that be offensive linemen, whether that be Debo Samuel, for example, just broke his foot. And then I, I kind of talk about, you know, how many games I'm projecting him from that. Alshon Jeffrey's about to head to the pup, so he will be out at the minimum six games. Uh, those stat projections are my most accurate rankings, so that's how I went ahead and I did my rankings for what me and Will put together. If you want to see that file, I can definitely send it your way. I'm consistently editing it as well based off of news that's happening. When I went through and I saw my consensus rankings, there's a couple players I'll talk about today that I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to make edits to just because they don't really mesh with my viewpoints. Or I just think a player is either too high or too low. You fall in love with people through training camp, and then you either bump them up. Or if you're low on someone, you know, with the rookie battles and whatever training camp looks like, 
but we're going to get right into it right now by talking about some bold takes. So I'm going to go through Will's takes first. His number one bold take is the Indianapolis Colts will win the AFC South behind a stout offensive line. Oh my gosh, that offensive line right now. I am just drooling thinking about. And a powerful running attack. Colts have three awesome running backs in Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor, and Naheem Hines. Phillip Rivers doesn't have to make many mistakes if he doesn't want to. His decision-making determines how far they go in the playoffs. So he has the Colts winning the AFC South. His number two bold take is Drew Brees does not survive past October. Jameis Winston steps in and the Saints end up going 10-6, grabbing a wild card. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers behind Tom Brady go 11-5 and win the South. Number three bold take, the NFC North turns into the division where everyone beats each other. Completely agree here. The Packers will once again win the North at 10-6. The Vikings will go 9-7 and and the Bears will go 8-8. The LOL Lions finish 6-10 and and fire Matt Patricia. Yep, I completely agree with that. It's not really a bold take. Matt Patricia is horrible. The Denver Broncos offense becomes one of the most dynamic offenses in the league in terms of youthfulness and friendly contracts. Drew Locke surprisingly becomes one of the best quarterbacks in the league and a star to watch in the years to come. If Denver improves their defense from the year before, watch out. That is his bold take number four. I will never admit that being a Charger fan. But yes, the Denver Broncos have an unbelievable future ahead of them. Bold take number five, the best rookie wide receiver from this year's class is not CeeDee Lamb. It is not Jerry Judy. It is Denzel Mims of the New York Jets. The pathway is definitely there. He probably has the best chance, minus Jalen Rieger, to have the best year one impact. Bold take number six, Minshew Magic was just a fluke. He struggles to run the offense in Jacksonville and the Jags get into the driver's seat to take Trevor Lawrence. Foreshadow to one of my takes. Bold take number seven, the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots in 2020 will be Brian Hoyer. They too will look for their next franchise quarterback in next year's draft. Speculation thinks Josh Rosen could be a Patriot, but who trades with a divisional rival? Good point. Bold take that Randy and I were talking about. Look for the Patriots to potentially target Aaron Rodgers in the next three years. Just a bold take. Bold take number eight. The Miami Dolphins become a wild card team in the AFC, but the Buffalo Bills win the AFC East behind Josh Allen. And those weapons of Diggs, Brown, Singletary, Moss, and Dawson Knox. Their defense becomes one of the best in the league. Good takes on the AFC East. I don't think the Dolphins are there yet, but they definitely have a bright future. Bold take number nine, the San Francisco 49ers are the team to beat in the NFC West again. However, a game once again separates them from Seattle. Cause of concern for Seattle, their offensive line, something not really addressed from the year before. Completely agree. Offensive line's not good. Defense is falling apart. Jadavian Clowney's probably on his way out. So those are his nine bold takes, and here's his playoff projections. In the NFC, he has the Eagles, the Packers, the Buccaneers, the 49ers as his division winners. For wild cards, he has the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Seahawks. In the AFC, he has the Bills, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Colts winning their division, with his wild card teams being the Dolphins, the Broncos, and the Titans. 
With all that in mind, he has his Super Bowl being the 49ers versus the Colts, with the 49ers winning the Super Bowl. Shout out Kyle Shanahan, who just got a massive extension, top three coach in the NFL. My bold take number one, kind of reflecting what Will said, the Jacksonville Jaguars are horrible. They land the number one pick, and they take Trevor Lawrence in next year's draft. My second bold take is the Cowboys score the most points in the NFL behind an explosive offense. Wide receiver core is unbelievable. Incredible offensive line. The thing that could keep them from doing this is how good their defense is. They might not be needing to score that many points. My bold take number three, Joe Burrow wins rookie of the year and the Bengals drastically exceed expectations. Bold take number four, even with two quarterbacks, the Chargers' potent defense wills them to the final playoff spot over the Browns. Bolt take number five, after the season, Tennessee tight end Jonu Smith is viewed as a top five tight end in football. Bolt take number six, Devontae Adams beats out Michael Thomas for the most catches in the NFL after being completely peppered by targets because they have no one else to throw to. Bolt take seven, Russell Wilson finishes second in MVP votes and finally receives an MVP vote. I was reading an article this morning and I stumbled across something and I thought it was a typo. I dug into it. Russell Wilson is a top three quarterback in the NFL that's locked in and has never received an MVP vote. That's disgusting in my eyes. His teammate Bobby freaking Wagner got an MVP vote from Tony Dungy. Don't forget that. Bull take number eight. Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones both surpassed 1,200 receiving yards. However, the Falcons missed the playoff via a tiebreaker. Bold take nine, Jarrett Stidham is complete trash. However, the defense still wills them to a 7-9 record. The defense is way too good for them to be as bad as some people may think that they're talking about. So my playoff teams, in the AFC I have the one seed being the Chiefs, two Ravens, three Titans, and four the Bills. Those are my division winners. In the wild card, then I have the five seed being the Steelers, the six being the Texans, and the seven being the Chargers. In the NFC, I have the one seed being the Saints, the two seed being the Cowboys, the three being the 49ers, and the four being the Packers. For my wild card, I have the Seahawks with the five, the Buccaneers with the six, and the Vikings with the seven via tiebreaker over the Falcons. In the Super Bowl, I have the Chiefs repeating over the Cowboys. So those are some of our bold takes as well as some of our projections for this upcoming season. So we're gonna take a quick break here and I'm gonna get back into our quarterback consensus rankings. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? Quarterbacks, here we go. So how I'm going to approach this is I'm going to go through our consensus rankings. I'm going to go through our top 20. And then after that, I'm going to give both our arguments for people that we have come on different ends of the perspective about. Our number one consensus quarterback this year for fantasy football is Patrick Mahomes. 
Number two is Lamar Jackson. Number three, Dak Prescott. Number four, Deshaun Watson. Number five, Russell Wilson. Number six, Drew Brees. Number seven, Kyler Murray. Number eight, Josh Allen. Number nine, Carson Wentz. Number 10, Aaron Rodgers. Number 11, Tom Brady. Number 12, Matt Ryan. Number 13, Matthew Stafford. Number 14, Jared Goff. Number 15, Baker Mayfield. Number 16, Ben Roethlisberger. Number 17, Daniel Jones. Number 18, Derek Carr. Number 19, Kirk Cousins. And number 20, Gardner Minshew. So there's a couple players that we did not agree on, but of course that happens in any rankings. You don't think the same way as every single person. So the first one is Kyler Murray. Now I had him ranked number five in my quarterbacks. He had a consensus of number seven. Will had him at 12. So regardless, we still have him being a quarterback one. My argument is we saw last year that Kyler Murray has the ability to run the ball. In football, a quarterback that can run is completely broken. It doesn't matter what your settings are. They just added DeAndre Hopkins for pizza crumbs. They have Christian Kirk there. Additionally, they got Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake is going to be a breakout star this year in my eyes. But they have so many weapons. They're going to have to keep up with the likes of the 49ers. The Rams don't have a good defense, but they score a lot. But I think that the running ability is really what's going to keep Kyler Murray in that top five. It's broken, like I said. Now, Will, he said that Kyler Murray is a little guy. He's smaller. So, you know, that might deflate his value just a little bit. I don't think we disagree by any means he's going to be a quarterback one. Another one that we disagreed on was Will has Josh Allen at six, which I completely can understand because of the fact that running is broken. I have Josh Allen at 11. So, again, we both have him as a quarterback one. Will's argument is, hey, he's got some new weapons, mainly Stephon Diggs. A couple undrafted wide receivers. Zach Moss is a bruiser, so he's, I don't think he's going to have much work in the passing game. But uh, he also said this could be the year three breakout for Josh Allen, which I completely agree on that. I can definitely see him moving into that upper echelon of the QB1 territory. I don't have any argument with the running ability. I don't have any argument at all that there are new weapons here. However, just based off of how my projections fell, I don't see them being much of a high volume passing offense their defense is going to get it done they're not going to need to throw the ball that much they've built that offense around the run game and i know devin singletary a lot of people were thinking he would be the breakout star they obviously went and drafted zach moss who's going to take a lot of goal line carries away i just feel like with the level that their defense is at they're not going to need to pass the ball as much however if Josh Allen is running the ball at the volume that he has been over the last couple years and at an efficient rate, he definitely can get to that number six rank. 
The third guy we disagreed on was Matt Ryan. I had Matt Ryan ranked as 10, and Will had Matt Ryan ranked at 16. I did mention in my bold takes, I think this is going to be a huge year for Calvin Ridley. Their defense is horrendous. With that in mind, they're going to have to keep up. Matt Ryan is a very good quarterback. I think that Ridley, Julio, Todd Gurley, Hayden Hurst, all awesome weapons. And Matt Ryan, he's going to put up a ton of yards this year. For Will's argument, he said that the shelf life of Matthew Ryan is starting to diminish. So that does hurt his value. And, you know, getting up there in age, maybe he's going to throw more picks or the offense is not going to be as good as I predict. Next quarterback that we disagreed on was Baker Mayfield. I have Baker Mayfield as my ranked 21st quarterback. Will has him at 11. So Will talks about how Baker is dangerous. Year three, again, just like Josh Allen. Last year was horrible after an incredible rookie season where he didn't even play a full season and he broke records. So Baker, he's dangerous. He has great weapons in both the backfield and wide receiver. So my argument is, yes, I definitely agree that Baker Mayfield is dangerous. However, Kevin Stefanski is taking over for the Cleveland Browns. They're a run-first team. They have a dominant running back in Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt is also there. He's an, an unbelievable running back. We saw that in Kansas City. We even saw it in limited number of games last year with the Browns. Their offensive line is greatly improved. So they just drafted an O-lineman. They also went ahead and got Jack Conklin. They're already a run-first team with Freddie Kitchens. Now they're bringing in Kevin Stefanski, who utilized the running back to an extreme level with Minnesota. So that's why I have him at 21, based off of the amount of running that's going to happen. Then we have Daniel Jones. So I have Daniel Jones ranked at 14, and then Will has him at 23. So I think that the Giants have three top 30 wide receivers in Slayton, Shepard, and Tate. Last year alone, they were on the field together one game out of 16 due to injuries. Of course, the turnovers are a huge concern, whether that be his over 10 fumbles or his interceptions. As a rookie quarterback, you're going to throw a lot of picks. It just happens with everybody. However, the Giants' defense is horrendous. Will's argument is he thinks that the Giants need more weapons. Evan Ingram, for most of the season, was out. He's injured and has been throughout his career. But like I said, I think that they already have three top 30 wide receivers and a top-notch tight end. You also have Saquon. We can't forget about that. He's elite out of the backfield in the passing game. Another quarterback that we disagreed on was Phillip Rivers. Will has Phillip Rivers ranked at 17. I have Phillip Rivers ranked at 25. Will makes the argument that Phillip Rivers needs to do the bare minimum to help the Colts win, and I completely agree, and that's why I have him lower than will by eight spots i don't think that he needs to put up the amount of passing yards he did with the chargers i don't think he needs to take the risks i don't think he does but i know he will he said he does not care i remember this interview when he was with the chargers he said he doesn't care if he throws picks he's still gonna sling the ball downfield 
Somehow, I think he's still going to put up 4,000 yards. However, I have him slated right now for 17 picks. I don't think that they necessarily need to depend on the passing game. Knowing that they have such a good offensive line and such a good defense, such a good running back trio. Another one that we disagreed on was Ryan Tannehill. Now, this gap was not as big. Will has him ranked number 20. I have him ranked number 26. And Will said, again, that Ryan Tannehill does not need to do much. He just needs to do the bare minimum. Having Derrick Henry in the backfield, my argument, that's why I have him a little lower in my rankings because they are a run-first team. They don't really have many weapons outside of A.J. Brown and Jonu Smith. The rest of their passing options are pretty inconsistent. So I don't think that they need the passing game to win. Their defense is pretty solid. Their offensive line is great. But that's kind of our perception on the quarterbacks. If you want to see who else is there and where they're ranked outside of the top 20, definitely ask. Will and I had discussed posting this online for everybody to see. But those are our quarterback rankings. We're going to come back right after this about our running back rankings. get into some running backs so how i'm going to approach this is i'm going to talk first about who we view as our running back one territory so we're going to talk about the top 12 i'm going to talk about any ones that we came to a difference on then i'm going to talk about the rb2s so 13 through 24 and then after that i wanted to do 25 through 30 any arguments that we may have of ones that we came different on first we're going to start off with the running back one category in our consensus we have number one being christian mccaffrey number two we have a tie between saquon barkley and zeke so we just had them flip-flopped in our two and three rankings will had a zeke at two i had saquon at two at four we have alvin Kamara. five joe mixon six aaron jones seven nick chubb eight austin eckler nine josh jacobs ten Derrick Henry, 11, Miles Sanders, and number 12, Todd Gurley. So those are our consensus rankings. It's ones that we differed on. The first one was Nick Chubb. Will had Nick Chubb at number four. I had Nick Chubb at number 13. So you can see that there's a nine-spot gap between the two. Will makes an outstanding point with Nick Chubb. He states that Nick Chubb is obviously the guy in Cleveland. You can see that by how many rushing yards that he had. If I look at my projections this year, I still have Nick Chubb running for nearly 1,400 yards. He falls just nine yards short. So I definitely agree with that. We already talked about it, that Cleveland is a run-first team, which is why I'm lower on Baker and a lot of their wide receivers. Kevin Stefanski's coming in. They already have an outstanding offensive line. I think I'm definitely going to be adjusting these rankings a little bit. However, my mindset of why Nick Chubb is a little lower in my rankings is for two reasons. First of all, the explosion of Kareem Hunt. I have that happening. 
So I think that Kareem Hunt is going to cut into the workload a little bit. Second of all, in a PPR league, which is what our league is, I just see some of the options above him getting much more work out of the passing game. Looking at my projections, I still have Nick Chubb catching 23 passes. So it's not bad by any means, but I still have some guys in the 50 to 70 range that are going to be above him just due to the quarterback that they have and their dump-off ability. Are they going to be competing in games? And are they just an elusive player that can play out of the slot at times? Then we also had a minor disagreement on Austin Eckler, who Will has, so he's going to love me to hype up Austin Eckler. I have Austin Eckler ranked at 6. He has him ranked at 11. To play devil's advocate, I can definitely see all three running backs in LA having an impact between Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, and Joshua Kelly. On the positive, though, even when Melvin Gordon came back last season, the workload for Austin Eckler did not shrink. He was putting up very, very similar production to when Melvin was gone. you got to love seeing that now, knowing he's the guy in L.A. I love Austin Eckler. Outstanding athlete. But as Will mentions, Austin Eckler really thrived on the checkdown. I agree with that. And Tyrod Taylor, he doesn't make many mistakes. He doesn't throw many picks. We'll see. I mean, with Justin Herbert, again, we don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to sling it? Is he going to dump it down? I know that he did a ton of checkdowns in college at Oregon with his tight ends and his running backs. So you got to love seeing that for Austin Eckler. Tyrod Taylor will not be the starting quarterback for 16 games. Another one that we disagreed on was Josh Jacobs. I have Josh Jacobs ranked as my number five running back. And will has him at 13 so it's a similar situation to nick chubb it's just the roles are now reversed so i am very high on josh jacobs this season he is my breakout candidate for running back they have so many mouths to feed receiver wise that i don't know necessarily who Derek carr is going to find as his top target and i'm not saying it's josh jacobs however i think that josh jacobs finally gets some passing down work So if I look at my projections here for Josh Jacobs, I have Josh Jacobs catching 48 passes. Drastically improved from last season. And I think that they're going to be a very pass-heavy team. And if they're not, guess what? He's getting all the work in the running game, even with the Gruden effect. So Will says yes, this is his sophomore season. He also can see Josh Jacobs breaking into the top 10. It's really all about that passing work. He had an incredible season last year without it. Can he improve? We will see. So we only really had three that we came to difference on in our top 12. I'm going to get into 13 through 24 here. So our 13 consensus running back is Delvin Cook. 14 is Le'Veon Bell. 15 is Kenyon Drake. 16 is Leonard Fournette. 17, Melvin Gordon. 18, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 19, James Conner. Tied for 20th, we have Chris Carson and David Montgomery. 22nd, we have David Johnson. 23rd, we have Mark Ingram. And then 24th, we have Raheem Mostert. So looking at it here, the first one that we have a big difference on is Delvin Cook. Will has Delvin Cook ranked at 8. I have Delvin Cook ranked at 20. He's made it very vocally clear he's not playing until he gets a new contract. 
we've seen in the past that people that want to hold out will hold out. Is it going to work out for them in the end? Look at Melvin Gordon. Didn't work out for him, and he just played the villain role with it. We both know that the holdout is coming. In my projections, I'm projecting Dalvin Cook for 12 games. So I'm factoring in a four-game holdout until any other news breaks. However, I still have him ranked at 20, which is a RB2, even with the holdout. Obviously, we know Dalvin Cook is an easy top 10 running back if he plays, if he's healthy. Even when he misses a couple games, he still ends up in the running back one category. I know Randy, he's a diehard Viking fan. He even said, we're not going to pay Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison showed out. You know, they're probably very comfortable with Alexander Madison if they need to go that route. The second we kind of disagreed on is Le'Veon Bell. I have Le'Veon Bell ranked 11. Will had Le'Veon Bell ranked 17. Now, this one could kind of bite me in the ass. He is being held back by the black hole known as Adam Gaze, who is, in my opinion, a bottom three coach in the NFL. However, the offensive line is drastically improved. I love Makai Becton there with the Jets. Sam Darnold is going to be fully healthy. No more mono, no more kissing. They're going to be somewhat competitive. Outside of the Bills, I think that that AFC East is very, very wide open. We don't know what to predict with any of them. I love Le'Veon Bell, the player. I always have, especially for us being in a PPR, he's going to be a top-notch running back. Will also makes an outstanding point for redraft leagues. Le'Veon Bell is going to be a huge buy-low candidate. You know, maybe someone sees that efficiency and they're like, oh, he sucks. He doesn't suck. I think he's going to bounce back in some way. He was still a running back, too, even with a pretty bad season. I think that there are brighter days ahead for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, the next one that we had a very, very big gap on is Kenyon Drake. So I have Kenyon Drake ranked in my nine spot as a running back one. And Will has him at rank 21. Coming over via the trade last season, it was absolutely clear that they needed to get Kenyon Drake the ball. He's an incredible running back, and I don't understand why Adam Gaze didn't see that when he was in Miami. So he's absolutely the clear-cut RB1 on the team when he arrived in Arizona. If you go and you look at his splits from the games he played after being traded, he was incredible. He's great out of the passing game. There's a very good offense for the Cardinals. And if Kyler doesn't want to throw it on the field, he always knows he has a safe check down option. They also played Kenyon Drake out of the slot a little bit. So I will continue to hype up Kenyon Drake. I think he is an incredible running back. The next one we kind of disagreed on was James Conner. So Will has him at 15. I have him at 21. It's not that big of a difference. But Will makes another outstanding point. This is a make-or-break year for James Conner. Can he actually prove those haters wrong? I did factor in the injury a little bit. I think it's bound to happen regardless of how dominant he is when on the field. Here's the negative, though. If he gets injured, they put in someone like Jalen Samuels or McFarland, and they show really positive game script, Tomlin's going to stick with him. He's always been a guy that uses one running back pretty heavily. 
me having James Conner in Dynasty, I love him as a player. I love him as a person. Obviously, beating cancer, that is just an incredible story. But like I said, if he gets injured and and they give the work to someone else, that's not looking good for James Conner. He's only 25, so he's still young. He's dominant when on the field. We saw that when Le'Veon Bell held out. Another one that we disagreed on was David Johnson. So I have David Johnson ranked at 15. Will has David Johnson ranked at 27. I think that Bill O'Brien is very driven to prove the haters wrong, to prove that he made the right decision. If you look at that backfield, they do have Duke Johnson. However, David Johnson, funny now they have two D Johnsons on the same team, he's good on the passing game. I think David Johnson's going to get the majority of the running carries. However, he is still really good in the passing game. He is obviously aging a little bit. I think he's going to be peppered with targets coming out of the backfield especially when all of their wide receivers are just going to be running fly routes. Will does have a good point, though. He is on the decline, and he is losing value. Again, neither one of us are arguing that the DeAndre Hopkins trade was horrendous, one of the worst I've seen in the NFL. He's striving to show consistent value like normal. 25 consensus of Devin Singletary. We have a tie at 26 between Kareem Hunt and Jonathan Taylor. 28, we have Cam Akers, 29, Sony Michelle, and 30, James White. It's really interesting about Kareem Hunt. He's one of the top handcuffs in the NFL. However, he still provides standalone value, and I think he's definitely going to show that in a full season. He was on the field for over 50% of the snaps in every single game last year. That's not going to change. Why would they do that? So I am actually pondering moving him up after I've also heard that the Browns are considering him the third wide receiver on the team, the wide receiver three after Jarvis and OBJ. I think there's a great season coming ahead. They're going to have to keep Kareem Hunt in the mix. And Will makes another great point that he needs to stay out of trouble. So we both had 23 and 29 for Kareem and Jonathan Taylor in our rankings. Will says that Jonathan Taylor is a great one-two punch with Mac, incredible back. I think it's going to start the season with Max still being the starting running back. However, I think towards the back half of the season, Jonathan Taylor is going to be getting the full workload. Offensive line is incredible. So whoever is there is going to produce. Cam Akers is our 28. Will has him at 25. I have him at 34. So Will says that he is unquestionably the guy. How is he going to be able to produce with a horrible offensive line though? And that's a big question mark. I did hear that Daryl Henderson has been battling an injury this offseason, so I foresee myself moving Cam Akers a little bit up. However, I still think that the Rams are a pass-first team. They have three running backs back there. Malcolm Brown's not going to get cut. He's still pretty solid when he's on the field. So I think they keep all three of the running backs. If Sean McVay decides that Cam Akers deserves the full load, yes, then Cam Akers is definitely going to outperform my ranking. James White is our next one that we disagreed on. I have him at 26. Will has him at 37. I'm already projecting that Stidham's going to be real bad. With that in mind, they're going to have to check down a little bit. So James White, we already know, is outstanding out of the passing game. He was with Tom Brady. It is going to be kind of hard to predict what Stidham does and what kind of quarterback he is because we haven't even seen him play a full game. 
I think that Sony may start on the pup. James White is going to get some heavy work early and often. If he doesn't, James White is still going to be able to perform out of the backfield. So we'll see. I'm open to moving him down a little bit just based off of the more news we get on Sony Michelle. Some other players that we disagreed on, Ronald Jones. I have Ronald Jones ranked at 28. Will has him at 44. I think I'm going to be downgrading Ronald Jones a little bit. However, it's not unrealistic. He's going to be the starting running back. He's been working on his pass catching this offseason. However, he can't block. And if you can't block for Tom Brady, that's not good. Bruce Arians will get him off the field pretty quickly if he doesn't improve that area. Will thinks that he's competing with Keyshawn Vaughn, which is completely accurate. We'll see what happens. I know Ronald Jones had a horrible rookie season. Didn't do as well last year in the first half, but in the second half of the season, he actually did improve drastically. We have J.K. Dobbins at rank 41. Will has him at 36. I have him at 50. Will makes mention that he is going to get some touches in year one and that he reminds him of Zeke. I, and I know Will agrees with this, think that Ingram is way too good to just be schemed out of that offense. They're a run-first team. So he's way too productive to just be completely benched. So at this moment, I think that J.K. Dobbins has some great potential for the future, and he's going to get some passing work. However, I don't think he's going to get the volume that warrants him being a top-notch fantasy football player this season. Latavius Murray, I have ranked 39, and Will has at 48. I would argue that Latavius Murray is the number one handcuff in the NFL legitimately i'm not making this up when camara was out with the ankle in two games he was the rb1 and the rb1 he was the legit rb1 in both games in which he played that camara was out now camara is fully healthy he was battling three different injuries last season i still think he's going to be involved in a very potent offense with very little holes an rb3 category is his ceiling and RB6 category is kind of his floor is what Will makes mention of. Some other ones that we have ranked that the other person didn't have ranked were I have Naheem Hines as my 36. Will has him not ranked. So I've just been going off the basic hype train that's been going along with Hines getting a ton of work out of the backfield. To play devil's advocate though, there are two other dominant running backs. However, Phillip Rivers loves the check down. I also have Damian Williams. He's our consensus 46. I have him starting the year. He will be getting involved. Do not at me about this, but he got robbed of the Super Bowl MVP. He had an incredible end of the season, both in the playoffs and in the regular season. He's way too good of a running back to just be benched, at least for the start of the season. And I'm not saying Clyde Edwards, Hilaire is not going to get involved. You saw that in my rankings. However, I think at least at the beginning, they're going to have Damian Williams involved. Our consensus 47 is Tony Pollard. I do not have him ranked, but I know that Will had him at 42. So Will expects big things from Pollard in McCarthy's highly touted offense. And I can definitely see this because they've been saying that they're going to give Pollard some, some wide receiver work. Running backs always get hurt. If that happens, we could see huge things from Pollard going forward. But I agree that he does have some weeks. He could be started as a flex. 
Our number 49 consensus ranked running back is Darius Geis. I have him ranked 44. Will does not have him ranked. So I believe that injury could make him irrelevant. I think that's very likely to happen. Darius Geis has been injured three times. Once in college, twice in the NFL. That's not going to go away. He's just a walking injury report. So those are our running back rankings. Again, if you want to see any of the other players that we have in our top 50 consensus, you can definitely see that. Uh, we will be posting it. We're going to come right back and talk about our wide receivers. talk about some wide receivers no Antonio Brown will not be in this but man Packer fans I want to hear how much you're going to be drooling at the idea of Antonio Brown going to the Packers or Josh Gordon oh man would that be nuts just speculation what's going to happen is I'm just going to go through our top 20 uh, and then we're going to go from there and then I'm just going to talk about some sleepers that I see from both of our sides so for Will's top 20 in order got one Michael Thomas two Chris Godwin three Julio Jones four Tyreek Hill five Devontae Adams six DeAndre Hopkins seven Odell Beckham eight Allen Robinson nine Mike Evans 10 AJ Brown 11 Adam Thielen 12 Cortland Sutton so those are his wide receiver one category people 13 he's got Calvin Ridley 14 Amari Cooper 15 Juju Smith-Schuster 16, DK Metcalf, 17, DJ Chark, 18, DJ Moore, that was a lot of Ds, 19, Tyler Boyd, and 20 is Kenny Galladay, so those are his top 20. Mine on the other side, we both have the same number one, Michael Thomas. My number two, though, is Devontae Adams for this season. Again, he's going to get a ton of targets with them not addressing the wide receiver core like they should have. Three, Julio Jones, we're mutual on that. My number four is Chris Godwin, five Tyreek Hill, and then this one is my highest, you know, sleeper. So six, I have Allen Robinson, and Will has him at eight, so we're not that far off. He's a stud, and the Chicago Bears don't have anybody else to pass to. If Foles is there, Robinson's value is going to be very high. Even with Trubisky there, Robinson's still going to be your wide receiver one. My seven is Amari Cooper. Again, I already believe in the Cowboys' offense significantly. And I don't think that C.D. Lamb is going to explode being a rookie yet. My number eight is DeAndre Hopkins. My nine is Robert Woods, who Will did not have ranked. Sean McVay loves him. I love Robert Woods. I'm trying to get him a lot in redraft. 
My number 10 is Kenny Galladay, who Will had at 20. I believe in Matthew Stafford, and Kenny Galladay is going to score a lot of touchdowns, and just about all his catches come in the range of 15 to 20 yards downfield. So that's a lot of points to be had. My 11 is DJ Moore, who Will has at 18. Decent size gap, but I'm still a big time believer in DJ Moore. With Teddy being there, he doesn't throw the ball deep downfield. I know he has burners and Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson. But I like DJ Moore. He was great last year, even with backup quarterback. So I think he can still get the job done. My 12 is Adam Thielen. 13, I have Calvin Ridley. I've already made mention of it. Calvin Ridley's going to have a massive season. I could see him being a top 10 wide receiver at the end of the year. He is about to break out. My 14 is DJ Chark. 15, Mike Evans and Will has at 9. I'm just such a believer in Godwin. That's why I have Evans a little bit down. My 16 is Cooper Cup. So I made mention how much I love Robert Woods, but I still think Cooper Cup is going to be awesome this year in a pass first team. 17, I got AJ Brown, who Will has at number 10. He's all dependent on the on the big plays, and I can't really say that with much credibility yet, as he's only had one year. So AJ Brown could break out. My 18, I got Odell Beckham. Will has at 7. Again, it's directly reciprocated on me believing the Browns are a run-first team. And Odell Beckham, he's either hurt or inconsistent all the time. My 19, I got Juju Smith-Schuster. And then my number 20, I have T.Y. Hilton. Those are my top 20. Looking here as well at some other big gaps that we have, my number 22, I have Devontae Parker and Will had at number 50. I still believe he's the guy. They didn't address the wide receivers as much as they could have with the Dolphins. So Preston Williams is coming back. I still don't think he has that much of an impact on Devontae Parker's stock. Cortland Sutton, I know Will thinks is going to be a wide receiver one, which I definitely can see happening. I think I'm going to be moving Cortland Sutton up in the next couple weeks. AJ Green, though, is a big time player I have. I think that AJ Green, when he's on the field, he is still a top-notch wide receiver. Uh, Stephon Diggs, we are actually very mutual on. I have him at 28, and Will has him at 29. I think I might move him down a little bit in the next couple weeks. Marquise Brown. Will has him at 24. I have him at 29. He could have a great season being in his second year. There's not many other options outside of Mark Andrews to catch the ball with the Ravens. So it would be pretty preposterous to say he's not going to get any targets. DK Metcalf, I know that Will has at 16. I have him at 33, so a pretty big gap there. I think this is another player that I'm definitely going to be moving up. I could see him definitely cutting into the production and the touch touchdowns that Tyler Lockett gets. Jamison Crowder, I have ranked 34, and I know Will does not have ranked. He is a PPR stud, and even if Denzel Mims breaks out, I still think Jamison Crowder is going to get in the range of 70 to 80 catches. He did so last year. He's really, really good, and I like Jamison Crowder a lot. He was good with Washington as well. 
Julian Edelman is kind of a wild card. We both have him at 35 and 37, but he could definitely move up or down based off of the production of Stidham. Some other players that I have ranked in my top 50 that Will does not include Brandon Cooks at 37, Will Fuller at 38, Hunter Renfro at 41, Deontay Johnson at 42, Sammy Watkins at 43. With Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball, you can never rule someone out. Another shocker I have is Jalen Rieger at 45, and I still don't even know if that's high enough. With the news that Elshon's most likely starting on the pup, I think that Jalen Rieger is going to be having the best season for a rookie wide receiver this year. I have Darius Slayton at 46, Preston Williams at 47, and Anthony Miller at 48. Some players that that Will has in his top, top 50 that I do not include guys like at 38, Robbie Anderson, at 40, Denzel Mims. I know that Will, again, is a big-time believer in Denzel Mims, as am I. 41, he's got Jerry Judy. 42, Curtis Samuel. 43, he's got C.D. Lamb. 44, Randall Cobb. 46, Alan Lazard, which a lot of these guys I can definitely see this happening with. Justin Jefferson at 47. That's just kind of some of our wide receivers. And again, we didn't go ahead and do our consensus for this. I'm going to be right back after this to talk about some tight ends. talk about some tight ends so we did our top 20 consensus i'm gonna go through them a lot more of these we were very very similar in ranking on our number one spot we have a tie between two we have travis kelsey and george kittle i have travis kelsey at one will has george kittle at one we then have a tie for third with mark andrews and zach ertz i have mark andrews at three will has zach ertz at three our number five is Darren Waller. Our number six is Tyler Higby. Our number seven is Evan Engram. Eight, Mike Gesicki. Nine, Jared Cook. Ten, Noah Fant. Eleven, Austin Hooper. Twelve, Hunter Henry. Thirteen, Dallas Goddard. Fourteen, Blake Jarwin. Fifteen, Hayden Hurst. Sixteen, TJ Hawkinson. 17, Rob Gronkowski. 18, Jonu Smith. 19, Jack Doyle. And then 20, Chris Herndon. So we only have eight that I'm going to really talk about here. The first one is Jarrett Cook, who is our consensus number nine. Will has him at 14. I have him at seven. It's really touchdown dependent. If he doesn't score touchdowns, he's not going to be ranked this high because they have so many other weapons. As I mentioned, Drew Brees is going to get everybody involved throughout the season. So Jared Cook, I think, will be a top 10 tight end as long as he can put up some touchdowns. Our consensus number 11 was Austin Hooper. Will has him ranked 5. I have him ranked 18. 
Of course, we saw that Austin Hooper had an outstanding season with Atlanta, minus the injury. However, from my perspective, he's going to Cleveland. I already made mention that they're not going to be a pass-first team. Additionally, they have two other pretty serviceable tight ends there in David Njoku, as well as Harrison Bryant. David Njoku is not just going to go away unless he's traded. If David Njoku was traded, I could definitely see myself moving Austin Hooper up substantially. But for right now, there's way too many mouths to feed. And Austin Hooper is a great player. However, I think there's way too many variables that could prevent him from putting up top 10 potential. Then we have Hunter Henry at consensus number 12. Will has him at 16. I have him at 8. I could see from Will's perspective, he has the argument that Philip Rivers is gone, and he loved targeting the tight end. I definitely agree with that. Also, Hunter Henry does have some injury potential as well. He hasn't been healthy since he came into the league. I just think he's too talented to just get rid of, and he's kind of on a contract year. He's getting franchise tagged from the Chargers, and he could be playing elsewhere, that's going to keep him relevant for the next couple years as a tight end. But for, for now, I think he's just way too good of a weapon. If you look at the wide receivers in L.A., you have Keenan Allen out of the slot, and then you also have Mike Williams downfield. You need someone in that middle area. And Hunter Henry is an outstanding athlete. At 16, we have, for our consensus, T.J. Hawkinson. Will has him ranked 11. I have him ranked 20. We saw what he can do early with the Lions, and I definitely agree with that. There's a lot of draft capital that the Detroit Lions spent on him. He did get injured. That kind of barred him from putting up a lot of statistics. I just don't believe in TJ Hawkinson that much. I think that the Lions have way too many good wide receivers right now, with the two at the top being Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones who, by the way, Marvin Jones is unbelievably underrated. We'll see what happens, though. It's a sophomore season. He could definitely break out. Our consensus 17 was Rob Gronkowski. Will had him at 13. I have him at 19. I think Will is having him at 13 just due to the rapport he has with Tom Brady, which is very good, obviously. He brought him out of retirement, brought him out of the WWE from being the WWE Internet Champion. Rob Gronkowski ended his career with a lot of injuries, and I'm not saying that's going to portray his season, but obviously he's going to have to shake some rust off. The offense, specifically the wide receivers in Tampa, are unbelievable. So I don't know. You know, he could put up a couple touchdowns that puts him in that top tier of the tight ends, but I could also see him not really producing. I mean, even when healthy at the end of his quote-unquote career he wasn't as productive as he had been in the prime of his career our number 18 consensus was jonu smith will does not have him ranked in his top 20 i have him ranked at 12 i did make mention at the beginning of the podcast about my outlook of jonu smith it was a bold take again but i love jonu smith when delaney walker was there and they put jonu smith on this on the field he was exciting he had a, a lot of really explosive plays and a lot of people are like, why the heck is this guy not on the field? Get him on the field. He's a good receiver, and he runs outstanding routes. So I think with Tennessee looking at it, A.J. Brown is obviously going to get his. I think that Jonu Smith is going to be 
having a really good season. At 19, we have Jack Doyle. Will has him unranked. I have him at 16. Philip Rivers loves the tight ends. And, of course, he has a lot of wide receiver options there now. With Paris Campbell being at full health, as well as drafting Michael Pittman. But I like Jack Doyle. Obviously, Eric Ebron was there and took a lot of touchdowns, but he is now gone. The only person that can take some work away from Jack Doyle is Mo Alley-Cox. If you don't know who that is, he played basketball with VCU when they made the Final Four. And then our consensus 20 was Chris Herndon. Will does not have him ranked. I have him ranked at 17. I think Chris Herndon's going to get involved. I think that Chris Herndon does have the potential to be one of those top targets on the Jets. He didn't play at all last season because he was injured and suspended, like the whole season. However, he's young. He has high potential. Darnold hasn't really found his top target yet. So it could be Herndon. It could also be Denzel Mims. We'll see what happens. But Jamison Crowder, he's going to get his. I mean, go look at his target count from the last three seasons. Look at how much of a productive aspect he had last season as well. So those are our tight ends. I'm going to get briefly into kickers here next. So we're going to get in some kickers here. We have our top 10 consensus rankings. Starting with number one, Harrison Butker. Number two, Justin Tucker. Three, Greg Zerline. Four, Will Lutz. Five, Jay Elliott. Six, Robbie Gould. Number seven, Mason Crosby. Number eight, Chris Boswell. And then we have a tie for ninth between Stephen Hauschka and Matt Gay. The only ones we really... I don't know if you want to call it disagreed on, but number five, Jake Elliott. Will has him at nine. I have him at five. Then at the bottom there, Chris Boswell. Will does not have him ranked. I have him ranked eight. And then at the end, Will has Steven Hauschka ranked 10. I do not have him ranked. And then Matt Gay, I have ranked 10, and Will does not have ranked. We're going to wrap this thing up here with IDPs. Defense time. To be honest, this was a complete clusterfuck. <laughs> so Will and I, we do have some players in our top 20 that are mutual. However, we also value players much differently. So I do not value corners or like middling safeties much. You can kind of see that from the free agency, how many of those quote-unquote top corners are still on free agency. So I like my D lineman. I know Will likes defensive backs, safeties, and corners a lot. So how I'm going to work through this is I'm just going to go through our top 10 individually and then 
kind of leave it at that. For Will's top 10, number one, he has Darius Leonard. Number two, Aaron Donald. Number three, Minka Fitzpatrick. Number four, Jamal Adams, who, by the way, has just demanded a trade. So we'll see what happens with that. Number five is TJ Watt. Number six, Bobby Wagner. Number seven, Khalil Mack. Number eight, Nick Bosa. Number nine, Jalen Smith. And number 10, Zadarius Smith. It's funny, Will has three straight Smiths, with 11 being Roquan Smith. Shout out to Bella Danger, former girlfriend of Roquan Smith. My rankings for the top 10 then. Number one, Darius Leonard as well. You can see that's mutual. Number two is Bobby Wagner. Number three, I have Aaron Donald. So we both have Aaron Donald towards the top. My number four is Daniil Hunter. Number five, Jalen Smith. Number six, Khalil Mack. Number seven, I have the other Bosa, Joey. Number eight, Corey Littleton. Number nine, Miles Garrett. And then number 10, this one could kind of bite me in the ass, depending on how he does in Jacksonville. But number 10 is Joe Schobert. For me, I have Jamal Adams being my first defensive back at rank 13. But then the only other defensive back I have in the top 20 would be Derwin James and Buda Baker. So those are our positional rankings. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Schedule-wise, next week we're going to be doing our first team preview we're going to be talking about team backflip owned by tyler para should be a awesome episode as i mentioned kind of in the facebook chat i'm going to be gone for three weeks at the end of july so some of those will be pre-recorded so if some of the information is not as relevant don't flip on us they're just going to be pre-recorded thanks for joining and have a good weekend